Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. The last two weeks, um, Julia Butterfly Hill was here. Uh, I was here a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't here last week, although I listened to the talk. Um, She's a force, isn't she? She, as I've said before, she really uh, has inspired me in, uh, in many ways with her her fearlessness to say the truth and live in the truth and her um, deep caring. That's, that's where her ability to stand in the truth comes from that I've seen. Just deep caring for the planet, deep caring for life. And that caring translates into um, an invitation to feel your own caring, which is, I think, the best place to come from if you want to make a difference on the planet. We can be outraged, we can be frightened, we can feel despair, we can... All of those things are understandable and common responses to whatever situation of suffering you're shining the light on, whether it's personal or somebody near you or uh, a particular event like, say, what's happened in Pakistan or the whole situation of our planet to come from that place of caring and love of life and expression of that caring heart into action is quite um, not only uh, beneficial for ourselves, but magnetizing for others rather than, you know, when you hear somebody tell the stories of all the awful things and they say, oh, this is terrible, that's terrible, you know, isn't it awful? It it might stir things up in you, but there's not the same impulse to act as if whatever the information touches their place of how much you care about the planet, or about somebody else's suffering. And last week, she, um, I asked her, and she, she uh, from what I heard, um, she spoke about comfortability, a word that she coined. She has some good co- uh, words that she coins, comfortability and uh, another word, word that she, she uses that I, I love, the the disease of our society, celebrititis. You know, where you, we look for those in celebrity to take care of things and forget that we can make a difference ourselves. 
she one of her books is one makes a difference um, so talking about comfortability that in order to really make a contribution it means you might have to give up the assumed comfort that we're told is the way things should be simply because it's not sustainable for everyone to live a life of relative luxury uh, that's huge that's that's something that's that will be called will be called to more and more look at can we do away not do away can we modify our level of comfort that we need that we think we need as the baseline to um, to get along in this world and then uh, I also had asked her to talk a bit about uh, what gets in the way what gets in the way of you wanting to express your compassion in action and also what um, what supports that and um, I don't know if we'll uh, get to explore that more right now because there's a few things I want to do tonight but I, I really invite you to look at that what gets what stops you from putting yourself into action and what supports that as I've mentioned here before um, one of one of um, uh, and one of the more inspirational teachers that I know is a woman named Angelus Arian and she has this line that I, I mentioned in uh, in the awakening joy book um, action absorbs anxiety that we we can feel so much despair or helplessness and we shrug our shoulders and say what can i do you know what what, what i mean it's a big thing that's going on out there what difference does it make you know what can what what could i do anyway big deal just little old me and then we feel kind of stuck and um, helpless, powerless. But the truth is, as that statement says, you don't feel as stuck when you put yourself in motion, when you actually do something that in whatever small way is moving towards uh, benefiting the planet rather than just despairing. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to follow up a bit tonight, and uh, because there's, as those who are here uh, know, there's an event that's that's coming up in the next uh, next month, in uh, almost uh, yeah a month from tomorrow, on October tenth, two thousand and ten. What's called 101010 Global Workday. And um, this has come out of, um, to my knowledge, uh, Bill McKibben's group, the 350.org. I 
earlier this year, I uh, gave a talk about Bill McKibben's work, and I want to um, briefly mention it again. Um, This book called Earth with two A's, because he's saying we're heading into a different kind of Earth, a different Earth than the one we are familiar with, um, is a real wake-up call. Now, most people would consider, probably who know me, would consider me an optimist. You know, write a book on joy and talk about how get in touch with your goodness and see all the goodness around you. And I am, by nature, um, I, I do tend to see what's right. Uh, but this is not at the expense of burying your head in the sand. This book uh, has woke, helped me wake up in a very profound way. And as a very simple recap, um, he wrote a book 21 years ago, The End of Nature, which was the first real main, um, mainstream book on climate change and what was to come. And he thought, and he's a professor of, uh, in Middlebury uh, College in Vermont and, and a brilliant um, um, explainer of the situation. And he thought that when he wrote it and people finally got the information that everything would change he was uh, very discouraged to see that nothing changed and that he was just considered a a fringe lunatic. And now this book, uh, 21 years later, um, the first chapter is a huge wake-up call that he just lays out where we are and the essence of it, all the things that we're facing, like floods in Pakistan and all these hurricanes and all these fires, all the fires, uh, not all, but um, a huge um, rising in lightning and fires, also part of global warming. On one day, it was uh, last year, there were 1,700 fires, lightning fires in California. In one day, that's, you know, said, this is unheard of. And he goes, he goes into explaining why all of this happens. And what he says the real culprit is, is the amount of carbon in the atmosphere. You know, the carbon footprint that I'm sure everybody knows by now. And the, the, the deal is that from, for, up until recently, um, the uh, ma- the main experts thought that the amount of carbon in the air that would start to create real problems was going to be double the amount that it w- that it's been for you know for thousands of years, which was 275 parts per million of carbon. And they thought that double that, when it gets to 550 parts per million, we'd be seeing major problems. Well, they've 
readjusted that number. J- uh, James Hansen, who is very close with Bill McKibben and the leading climatologist on the planet, uh, the guy who was redacted in all of his uh, um, uh, articles by um, the by the government uh, a few years ago, um, says, no, the number actually is, and he was horrified to see this after he did, and a number of other climatologists with him agreed, the number is actually 360 parts per million. However, uh, we're above that. We're at, I think, 390 parts per million right now. So if we didn't do anything, we are past the tripping point where things start to change radically. And if we could get it down to 350, we'd have a little bit of breathing room. And that's why Bill McKibben's website is 350.org. It would take a, a, a major reversal, not just, you know, the 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 uh, um, Obama administration is trying to do you know everything they can, but they're saying yes by 2050, let's reduce our carbon footprint by I forget whatever it is, you know, 10 percent or I forget exactly what. That's not going to cut it. And so um, this is a major wake-up call for me, being an optimist, reading that, saying, whoa, oh, things are changing. And the book is about not what might happen, but actually what will happen, but what can happen if we do change things around. It's possible to change things around if there was a dramatic change in the way we perceive our place on this planet uh, and the forces that run things uh, didn't run things the way they do. Um, And if not, he he lays out how we can best survive in this new kind of situation. it's scary, those first few chapters, and then it's like, it's, this is the, the, the different scenarios, and let's go for the best, which is getting it down to 350, dot, 350 parts per million. Uh, I was recently uh, at Omega Institute in New York um, doing a, a workshop there with Jane, and uh, I was ama- incredibly impressed with what they do. Uh, I went on a tour. They have a sustainability tour that the CEO, this guy Skip Backus, uh, leads. And he is completely passionate about what they do and what we all will need to do to make a difference. I was so inspired. They have uh, a platinum certification, which is incredibly hard to get uh, on 
their main sustainability living uh, building. They have 100% reclaimed water. All of their water is self-contained and going through a very complex system where nothing is wasted. It keeps on recycling, believe it or not. Where they um, generate 105 to 125% of their electricity and sell it back to the power plants. Um, and when I finished that, that tour, I said, oh, wow, I want to give to this place. You know, the costs are fairly high. And I was wondering, gee, why is it so expensive to go to Omega? And then when I went on this tour, I said, I want to donate to this place. And recently, I also went to, uh, I taught at Esalen, who is also, which is also very conscious these days in upgrading their whole, their whole system also with, with reclaiming water and being as sustainable as possible. And I've, I've been starting some conversations with uh, people at Spirit Rock saying, hey, if we're going to be a model of consciousness, then let's, let's be a model of consciousness in this area too. Uh, to inspire everyone, because people look to Spirit Rock. And so, actually, people, uh, I was just at a, a few days of meetings with, uh, with the teachers and, and the board, and uh, some people are saying, yeah, that might be a good, good thing to do. And um, So we'll see about that. But as far as what we can do, as uh, coming back to this 10-10-10 day, there, there are many activities that are going to be happening all around the globe, like 1,600 or so uh, global parties. Glo- it's the Global Workday. Um, and that all of these different activities are our own way of, of absorbing our anxiety with action and and starting to feel our caring for the planet. Um, what I would like us to do is be aware of that. A few weeks ago, when Susan Silber was here, a few people wrote down their names as far as wanting to participate. Unfortunately, she's not here, and she has that list with her. She's out of town. But uh, we do have Kathy uh, Durvin here from um, the local organizing committee of the 10-10-10 Berkeley Day. And I'd like her to talk in a few moments about the different things that you might consider doing. And also, uh, whether or not you are doing something that day ten uh, on October 10th, uh, to reflect on what you can do as an individual even if you're not joining a particular activity. Although if you do join an activity, there's something nourishing and, 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 and uh, magnetizing about that that inspires others. But I also have these sheets of, uh, that I brought a few weeks ago from, this, from the group that Kathy and um, uh, Susan are part of. Simple ways that each of us can slow climate change and um, I want, after, after uh, Kathy says a few words, for us to just uh, break into small groups for a few minutes, not to save the world, 
but to get in touch with what, uh, with, if, you want, if your group saves the world, you get the gold star. Uh, but to get in touch with what you could do for yourself towards this end that would express your practice. Uh, one last thing I want to mention is that um, in, uh, there's a, the premier translator of Buddhist writings, the premier scholar, his name is Bhikkhu Bodhi. Um, and uh, in the last few years, he's become a real activist. And he started this thing called the Global Relief Fund. And in fact, I just found out from Hung Shur that he's going to be here in a few weeks. And uh, the beginning of November, we're going to have him here at our, uh, at our Thursday night group. And I, which he, he's, he's the man. He is the translator. If you see me with that, the big book, the Maji Manakaya, that's like this big, you know, that's his work. Um, he is, he's the guy. And he's become this incredibly committed activist. And he says um, here, in each historic period, the Dharma finds new means to unfold its potential in ways precisely linked to that era's distinctive historical conditions. I believe that our own era provides the appropriate historical stage for the transcendent truth of the Dharma to bend back upon the world and engage human suffering at multiple levels, not in mere contemplation, but in effective relief-granting action illuminated by its own world-transcending goal. Basically, he's saying, get off the cushion and express your practice in caring so that we all benefit from it. So this is... This is a, a, a full-on practice that will make a difference for our world. Is it, yes, you have a hand. Somebody? Speak up. Yeah. Okay. Well, these are things that we can. We can talk about, I don't want to get into a, a, a big conversation now because I want to continue with what we're doing and you raise very good questions. One of the things that on that, that um, sheet is about walking or not using cars as much as we can. Uh, right now, I, it helps for me to see everyone. So I'm choosing to, to use, use the light right now. Uh, but it's something to consider and uh, how, how we can minimize what we, what we do. And thank you for your, um, your questions. Right now, I'd like to invite uh, Kathy to share a bit about what's happening. Use it because we're going to tape it too, if it's okay. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I've already heard a few things tonight that I want to connect with because they're things that you're talking about in your community. Um, DharmaWheels.org. Thank you very much. Forty um, percent of our greenhouse gas emissions come from automobiles, and it's one of the top things that we need to help one another change is getting out of our cars and finding other ways to be healthy by walking and biking. Um, 
Another thing I heard was the power of generosity and that generosity builds community. Well, if we ever needed a community, it's going to be working on climate change. It's kind of the ultimate thing that we need one another to help um, each other understand and begin to work on and then speed up and accelerate working on um, because the challenges are considerable. And there was one other thing. Oh, the Civic Center, the Marin Civic Center, that if there's 500 to 1,000 people, that would be a lot of energy. Well, on October 10th, 10-10-10, we expect to have millions of people around the world participating in some way, large or small, um, to take a step towards showing our leaders that if we can get to work and find local community solutions to climate change, they need to get to work. Um, because there's a political disconnect right now between what, especially our government here in the United States and their inaction on this very critical issue. We don't have all the time in the world to solve this problem. We're at a critical stage now, and the change needs to come into being now. So 10-10-10 is a day where we in Berkeley and actually around the Bay Area, Albany, Richmond, Oakland, Hayward, San Leandro, which came up with the wonderful slogan, 350 in the 510. For those of you that, if, if you don't have a teenager, you might not get the kind of, you know, hip-hop part of that, but 350 in the 510. So we're in the 510. Let's get with the, with the program here. Area code for those out of town. That's, <laughs> San Leandro, you know. Um, so there's going to be a, a spirit of working together, whether you're in your yard taking out your front lawn and putting in different kinds of plants, because quite frankly, what does a lawn do? Um, it doesn't sustain a lot of biodiversity. It has a few little insects in it. Um, so it doesn't sequester a lot of um, carbon because it doesn't have leaves and, and more mature, um, higher-level plants. Um, whether we're doing that or we're doing creek restoration with one of the several creek groups around here and learning about how they're trying to keep the fish coming in from the ocean into our creeks, um, to bike riding and walking together on that day and making a point of just keeping our car in the driveway or on the street or in the garage. Um, or coming together in, in it, this is a pretty decentralized movement. Um, 350.org has. This is from your site, by the way. All the different oh, yeah. yeah. Um, 350.org has, sends organizers, one organizer to a continent. Usually it's a young, recent grad from college and says, go organize 350 events. They did this last year and there were 5,200 events in 144 countries with almost no staff and just the idea, the, the power of an idea and the power of people doing this together around the world, whether people gave us permission to do it or not. And so um, last year, a number of us wanted to be together with other like-minded people, went to San Francisco. And I made this little banner. My husband said, what are you doing? I said, I'm making a banner. Um, and um, I got some friends together with bikes, and we took BART over to San Francisco. We wanted to be with other people that were trying to learn about what, how we could work together. So this year, it's kind of taken off around the Bay Area. 
Um, we'll probably do some joint media work. If we all do this work, it's great. But if nobody knows that we're doing it, not so good. We can do better than that. So we're going to really raise the specter of the Bay Area finding local solutions to climate change on that day. So James asked me to talk a little bit about what is being organized that you could participate in. You can organize your own work party in your organization, such as this community, your um, neighborhood. Today, a memo, memo went out to all the 200 neighborhood associations in Berkeley from the city of Berkeley, who's our co-sponsor, um, encouraging neighborhood associations and block groups to do what you can. Do something. Be present. And step it up because we really need to do that. That was the first slogan of the very first year that Bill McKibben did something with about 100 college students. It was called Step It Up. And then they went to Washington the last two years, and now it's a worldwide movement. So EcoHouse, I don't know if any of you know about EcoHouse. It's the ecology center's kind of demonstration greenhouse that's been there for 30 years. So we can do this, folks. They've done it for a long time ago is having a special tour. If you want to learn how a greenhouse and sustainable systems in a house works, you can go there and go on their tour, and then they're going to have a work party. Um, all this will be at our, on our website, um, which is www.101010berkeley.org, and I can send that to James. Um, so whether you're a beginner or you're ready to kind of go all the way to taking your front, front lawn out, like I am, um, there's there's things that you can do. Friends of Five Creeks is having a special um, creek restoration on Cordonisi's Creek where they're actually going to talk about sea level rise because we do live on the bay and the sea is, is rising. The Path Wanderers, do any of you know about all the little stairways in Berkeley and the Oakland Hills? The Path Wanderers is doing a four-city walk so if one of your kind of contemplative stages is walking and it's a way to also get yourself out in the world and talk with other people, as they walk through four cities, they're going to talk about how important walking is to the new world that we need to create. Um, so that's the Path Wanders Four City Walk. Um, Victory Gardens is a movement to put in 350 gardens in that weekend um, in the East Bay. And there's an incredible woman named Victory um, who runs this thing, and she's got a website. She's a master gardener with Alameda County um, uh, Office of Agriculture. I mean, she's a ma she's, she can advise you if you had an organization that wanted to put in a garden, a faith-based organization, a community-based group. She could help you do that, and you can sign up with her. And then in the afternoon, and then there's a, probably dozens of things that people will be doing that we hope they'll tell us what they're doing, but we're not organizing it. Um, and that will be the neighborhood groups, the preschools putting in composting, the student co-ops putting in a gray water system. So it's kind of do it yourself, and but do it, and then report in what you did. So... At the end of the day, from 3 to 5, we have Martin Luther King Park reserved for a global work party party after the work. And some the bike rides might end up there. And at 3.50 in the afternoon, we will take a Berkeley group photo. 
because the most powerful thing that happened last year was that photos via technology started pouring into the 350 office at Times Square in Washington, in uh, New York City and put up on the big thing in Times Square. And Bill McKibben was watching out the window, and he couldn't believe that this was happening. 22,000 photos came in from the dateline, you know, when that day kind of goes two days around the world. Um, and that archive is just one of the most precious and important documents that we have that we can do this. So those are just some ideas, and I know you wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about what folks might like to do, want to try to do, um, either in your own groups, in your neighborhood, or with others. Just, uh, you might just, uh, here, just stay here for a moment. And um, a, a couple of things. Well, one is that another aspect of the 10-10-10, why that day is picked, that it just happens to be 10-10-10 all around, is a, a challenge, a, an invitation, a commitment, if people are up to it, to reduce their own carbon footprint by 10% in the coming year. That means, if nothing else, that you're going to be more conscious about what you do. So it's, it, it's a small but significant step because it means that you are keeping this in your awareness. And even if you just tell some folks oh, this is what I'm doing, that sparks that thought and those, those ideas. So, so last night or a couple nights ago when I spoke to James, I said, well, you know, is this a political group? And he said, well, this is in Berkeley. <laughs> so um, there is a very serious political dimension of this because there's a ballot measure on the November 2nd ballot called Prop 23, which would overturn the California Global Warming Solutions Act absent Senate or congressional activity in, at the other side of the country, California's climate change work is probably the strongest model in the U.S. today. And we need to protect it, and we need to tell the dirty oil companies from Texas, because that's who's funding this initiative, go away, we're going to do this, and we're not going to let you overturn what California is trying to do, which is to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by 80%. That's a lot, and that's what needs to be done by the year 2050. Or the parts per million will go up to 500, 600%. And, I mean, 600 parts per million, and the whole ballgame is open for new ways of living on this earth. earth, <laughs> this earth. So um, no on 23 is part of our message. Um, it's kind of explicit political part, but... The actions that we're taking are also pretty political. They need to be, and so we welcome you to join us. Mm -hmm. So um, there, there won't be time to, to break into uh, into small groups, but um, while you're hearing this, and this isn't you know, a typical Dharma talk, I'm not giving you the you know four noble this and the eight seven uh, this and um, and talk about emptiness. We're, we're talking about um, that the whole planet might be empty in a way that we, 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 we don't, 
we don't want to uh, see it. Um, but I just first want to um, have have us all take a moment to reflect inside what how we can use this information not to go into uh, despair or fear, but to transform it into uh, some kind of inspiring expression that addresses the situation. So just take a moment, go inside. And you, that's, that's a lot of information that we've all been taking in. And get in touch with, to whatever extent that you care about this planet, care about life, care about human experience. And uh, just reflect on to what extent you would be interested or committed within yourself to bring this more into your consciousness and to uh, make a difference. And uh, if you can, get in touch with your love of life and let it come from a place of inspiration rather than contraction. Because you can make a difference. You do make a difference. Okay, and uh, we maybe in the next few weeks um, we'll put this on the website, the Insight Berkeley website, and uh, including the simple ways to slow climate change, the different things that that we can do. But uh, for now, I'm curious, first of all, uh, if you would be interested in doing something on that uh, October 10th day, uh, if there were activities that, that you felt connected with or personally to spend some time during that day uh, addressing this in your own way. I'm curious. Just raise, a, raise your hand. Beautiful. Okay. Now, if you raise your hand, we're, we're not going to keep score here, but if you felt your hand go up, just notice that something moved you that you want to keep on paying attention to and not just out of con- out of inconvenience say well no 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 i you know i've got other things to do nobody will know but you but if that hand went up there's a place inside of you that really cares that you want to be nourishing more and more because that's what sparks it in others as well. And we can have all of these choices and maybe maybe spend some time in the next 
in the next couple of weeks, if there's some ideas that you have um, that you'd like to organize besides the things that are on the, their, the website, 101010berkeley.org. There's no hyphens. It's just six, six digits, 101010berkeley.org. You might check that out. We'll put that on the website. But if you have some other ideas, uh, let's keep on exploring this in the next uh, in the next few weeks. I'll be I won't focus this every uh, the whole talk for the next few weeks, but I want to spend a little bit of time each week to uh, to keep it going, keep it alive. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing, Kathy, and uh, it moves us. Anything else that you want to say? Any, uh, well, I work in public Here. health. Um, I work in public health at the State Health Department on climate change and health. Climate change is a health issue. It's not just an environmental issue. It's an equity issue. It's a justice issue. It's a survival issue. But on the issue of changing our habits, we happen to know a little bit about that in public health. And... The way to do it is repetition of the new habit that you want to create. So riding your bike one day a week over and over again, not just one day or not just on 10, 10, 10. And surrounding yourself with peers and people in your community who are making similar changes is the other thing that supports people to change because this needs to be a permanent change. And we need to learn how to do that together. So, Thank you. Yes. Uh, I'm just realizing Betsy Rose, did she have flyers? There was, she said she was going to bring some flyers over because I think she's doing something uh, with, with this as well. Maybe it's out in the, in the, uh, the hall. And I said I'd announce it. Uh, she's going to be singing at the event at the park. Okay. So if nothing else, you might just join the party after the, the party. There's some flyers. And the the, uh, the 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 pictures. A lot of the pictures are people. Oh, this is different. People gathering uh, and forming the number three fifty. You know those aerial photographs. That's what a lot of those pictures are about. And if you go to the the site, either ten 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 Berkeley site or three fifty dot org, you'll you'll see some of that. Uh, for Betsy Rose, this is the one thing. Oh, it's a. Uh, Oh, it's a Sunday concert, an evening of tea and music, Betsy Rose, uh, September 26th. Um, and there's a flyer on that. But also, she'll be at that party on uh, MLK Park, and uh, I look forward to being there, too. So let's just uh, close with a short loving kindness. And uh, as Julia had us do in the last few weeks Just get in touch with how much you love this planet. That's so generous to us, as Ali was saying before. We're the recipients of this generous planet that wants to give more and more and more if we allow it. And how that generosity moves us to want to give back to it and show our appreciation and caring. 
let's do a loving kindness to the planet, to Gaia. May you feel the caring and love of all the living beings who receive so much from you. May you be healthy and balanced and thriving. May you be a source of continued generosity for all of us and receiving our generosity back. And to all the beings, all the, the endangered species, all the, the people who are impacted by these changes right now and all of us who will be if we don't change things uh, very soon. May all beings live in ease and peace and well-being. May we all connect with the love that's inside and learn to share it well. May we all be free of suffering and realize the highest happiness available to us. And may our coming here together be of benefit to all beings everywhere. May all beings find happiness and peace. very much. Thank you, Kathy, and to your group. Have a great week, and uh, see you next week. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.